President Joe Biden says new world order is coming. Could this just mean the standard way of doing life is shifting due to consequences of COVID restrictions or food shortages because of the Russia-Ukraine war? You know, we don't have to be concerned about the emerging antichrist or the evil establishment that will usher in global governance. Or could new world order be world government? Let's talk about it. Welcome to Into the Age. I'm Vince Stegall here with Doug Norvell. We're taking your calls today. The number to join us is 877-IN-TIME, 877-363-8463. Biden says new world order is coming. Yes, he does. <laughs> he, uh, he said this the other day in a speech, Vince. And he does that talked surprise to... you? No, it doesn't because we know he is a big-time globalist and always has been. Um, you know, and we hear that term all the time from uh, people now. It's strange because uh, this is one of those things, you know, when, when Pastor Baxter talked about the um, Berlin Wall coming down, it was like that's what started. It engaged this whole talking uh, point of the New World Order, and they started really, like, hammering that home. Um, and it's just amazing now that they, they say it and you don't think anything about it. I mean, it's just a, it's a term that they use all the time, but... We're hearing it more and more frequently, and so people are asking, you know, well, what does that exactly mean? Just like your tease, uh, you know, what exactly is New World Order? Well, you know, some people are saying it's just because of all these things happening, it's just going to be the new way that we live life. It's going to be rosy, and there's no problems about it. <laughs> this happens every century or so where we have this new way of living life, and everything's just fine. Yeah, yeah, that's not what it is. <laughs> we know from Bible prophecy that's not what it is. What what the new world order is, it's it's world government. And, you know, the Bible tells us that that's going to be the government that's established in the end time just before Jesus comes back. Well, we have a video that we want to show everyone. Are we ready to get into that? Yeah, I think we All are. right, well, this video is going to um, kind of go back through time a little bit and and share this New World Order perspective just a little bit. Now, uh, this is a great time for you to share our video here. Hit the share button, hit the heart icon, uh, tell your friends to tune in because there's going to be people on this video talking about New World Order that might surprise you. It's not just Joe Biden. It's not just Democrats. It's just not politicians. So these world leaders, the elites, it's interesting how they're talking about it. Let's check it out. The affirmative task we have now is uh, is to actually um, uh, create uh, uh, a new world order because the global order is changing again. And the institutions and the rules that worked so well in the post-World War II era for decades, uh, they need to be strengthened and some have to be changed. We have before us the opportunity to forge for ourselves and for future generations a new world order, a world where the rule of law, not the law of the jungle, governs the conduct of nations. When we are successful, and we will be, 
we have a real chance at this new world order, an order in which a credible United Nations can use its peacekeeping role to fulfill the promise and vision of the UN's founders. There's a need for a new world order, but it has different characteristics in different parts of, of the world. Never before has a new world order had to be assembled from so many different perceptions or on so global a scale. Nor has any previous order had to combine the attributes of the historic balance of power system with global democratic opinion and the exploding technology of the contemporary period. After 1989, President Bush kept said, and it's a phrase that I often use myself, that we needed a new world order. I think its task will be to develop an overall strategy for America in this period when really a new world order can be created. It's a great opportunity. It isn't just a crisis. What is at stake is more than one small country. It is a big idea, a new world order, where diverse nations are drawn together in common cause to achieve the universal aspirations of mankind, peace and security, freedom and the rule of law. Such is a world worthy of our struggle and worthy of our children's future. So, in conclusion, ladies and gentlemen, a new world is emerging. It is a new world order with significantly different and radically new challenges. And the hope that each of us has to build a new world order. And I strongly believe India will be a central actor in the new world order. Well, this week, PPP released the findings of a poll of how, how much Americans believe in conspiracy theories. That's where we got our lizard people numbers from. We also learned that the percentage of Americans who believe that a secret power elite with a globalist agenda is conspiring to eventually rule the world through an authoritarian world government or new world order, that percentage is 28 <laughs> percent. Get out your tinfoil hat, Vince, because we're here. It might have been conspiracy theory back when uh, Rachel Maddow did that interview or that uh, television program there, but now we've got the leader of the United States not only saying we need a uh, new world order, but that he wants to be the one in charge of it. He wants America to be the one out front in the new world order. So it's interesting. Do you get the heebie-jeebies when you watch that? Man, I'm telling you, it gives me cold chills. It sure does. And yeah. why is that bad? Like, what's wrong with this? Well, what's wrong with it is we know who gives it the power, the seat, and the great authority. Cause do the Bible, we? Yeah, we do. <laughs> and that's what's scary, So if we know it, and maybe we, we'll get into that, right? So Absolutely. We're going to explain why this is so bad. Yeah. Why all these people that, it sounds like they're reading from a teleprompter that was written by the same person. Yeah. And maybe it was. But we're going to explain why this is a bad thing because mm -hmm. a lot of people go, New World Order, it's good, right? Like, this is going to be helpful. Poor people are going to be able to eat around the world and they're going to have health care that they need and all this stuff. But maybe there's a deeper agenda that isn't so nice. Yeah. There definitely is. And 
uh, I guess that's what gives us the cold chills because we know what it is. And, um, you know, that's the whole purpose of the program today is to try to help people understand what this means and where it's taking us to and how dangerous it, it's going to be for at least for Christians and Jews. So we don't know this because of exclusive insight that we have. We're not friends with uh, the people at the World Economic Forum or something like that. Right. How do we know this? We know this because it's in our Bible that the Lord gave us. So it's in prophecy. I guess we're going to talk about it when we come back. It's been available to us for thousands of years. Thousands of years. All right. Well, we'll get into it more after the break. Again, we will be taking your calls. You can join us by calling 877-END-TIME, 877-363-8463. Are you in favor of a new world order? Let's talk about it. Right now, there are tens of thousands of Jewish immigrants stranded in Ukraine as Russia invades city after city with no regard for human life. 3,000 Jews are ready to return to Israel today. The need for evacuation, shelter, flights, and emergency housing, nearly $10 million. The Jews in Ukraine need your help. If half of you gave just $250 toward this need, it would be met in full today. Please consider giving to help Jews safely escape Ukraine. To give or learn more, go to endtime.com Ukraine or call 800-END-TIME. That's endtime.com Ukraine or 800-363-8463. I'm Judy Baxter. When Irvin and I got married, we didn't realize that our calling would be a prophetic ministry. Since we started End Time Ministries, there have been many times we weren't sure how we would pay the bills, but God has always provided. We started with the magazine, then went on radio and TV, and now we have the Jerusalem Prophecy College in Israel and online and End of the Age Plus. The mission has always been to reach people with the gospel of Jesus Christ and the end time message. Through the years, my husband would say, we will see revival like never before in the last days. We are living in the end time now. Thank you for walking this journey with us and continuing in prayer. You are a part of the team. Thank you for your generous support. It is necessary for God's purpose. The most important thing is that you are ready when the Lord comes. Our hope is to help prepare you for that day. God bless you, and we love you. Welcome back to End of the Age. Vince Stegall here with Doug Norvell. We do have open lines. You can join us by calling 877-363-8463. That's 877-END-TIME. We'd love to get your perspective. If you have any questions about the coming new world order or world government um, and how it pertains to Bible prophecy, we would love to chat with you. So give us a call. You can certainly get in right now. Um, All right, Doug, I do want to remind everybody before we move on with this subject uh, that Dave and Jana will be in College Station, Texas this weekend. So Saturday at 6 p.m., Dave will be teaching about the future according to Bible prophecy. A lot of people are very concerned about what's coming. We're telling you, you don't have to be concerned. Now, we want to make sure that you're aware of what's coming. And sometimes people can get scared about some of those details. But we're not pushing it for you to be scared. We're telling you that there's hope. 
You can have peace as we navigate these times. So Dave's going to talk about that more in depth and give you some details about prophecies that are coming just before the second coming of Jesus Christ. And a little spoiler alert, which this isn't the whole lesson, but I'll tell you, we're there. It's happening right now. So you'll want to come and learn more about that. Also on Sunday at 10 a.m., he'll be talking about breaking prophecy news. So if you're in the College Station area or would like to drive in or fly in, uh, please make plans to do that. You can learn more about the venue and additional details at endtime.com slash events. That's E-N-D-T-I-M-E dot com slash events. Or if you want to talk to somebody on the phone, 800-END-TIME. So 800-363-8463. Make plans to come out to College Station today. It's a great church down there. And, you know, that's a college town. That's where Texas A&M is. So if you attend Texas A&M College, uh, you need to invite as many of your friends to it as you can because uh, you young people that are in college and college age, you guys need to understand this more than probably uh, you know most people out there because you're the you're the minds that they're trying to get to buy into this stuff. I mean, they're trying to hit our high school kids, our college kids, and that's a huge college town. So if you go to Texas A&M University, tell your friends about it. Get over to that church and uh, you guys learn about this. It may depend on whether or not Texas A&M wins basketball tonight. I'm sure you're not aware you're not big into basketball, but no. they play Duke tonight in the Sweet 16. All right. So Well, that's exciting. We'll see what happens. All right. <laughs> All right, Doug. New World Order. Biden says it's coming. We've been talking about it for a while. Many would say it's here. Right. And so, why is it bad? Let's look at what the Bible has to say, shall we? Absolutely. Revelation chapter 13, starting with verse 1, says, And I stood upon the sand of the sea and saw a beast rise up out of the sea, having seven heads and ten horns, and upon his horns ten crowns. So each horn had a crown on it, like a king's crown. Right. All right, or a queen's crown. And upon his head, no, his, upon his heads the name of blasphemy, And the beast which I saw was likened to a leopard, and his feet were as the feet of a bear, and his mouth as the mouth of a lion. And the dragon gave him his power and his seat and great authority. And I saw one of his heads as it were wounded to death, and his deadly wound was healed, and all the world wondered after the beast, and they worshipped the dragon which gave power unto the beast, and they worshipped the beast, saying, who is likened to the beast? Who is able to make war with him? Now, if I don't know anything about Bible prophecy, I envision some mythical creature, uh, maybe it was in Narnia or Star Wars <laughs> or something like that. Yeah. You're looking at a pretty weird-looking transformer-like beast. Right. And, and, and that's, that's confusing. It is, and especially if somebody's new to the program, they've never heard us explain this before. Uh, you know, I can remember reading this when I was young and, and didn't have the understanding I have now. And that's exactly what I thought is that there was literally going to be like a dragon come up out of the ocean. Uh, but this is not what it is at all. So, so it's not literal. No, it's not literal. It is um, it's symbolic of uh, another place in prophecy in Daniel chapter seven. It tells us these things. Now, uh, Daniel breaks these beasts down. And in the book of Daniel, we're not going into that today because we have several times. And uh, just because of time, we're not getting into Daniel 7. But I'm just going to break it down for you. And we do have lessons on this. Uh, 
the United States discovered in the Bible was one of the lessons that you can look online and you can actually get the transcript of that online and you can read it for yourself and how uh, it's broken down. But the scripture tells us that those beasts that Daniel saw were kings or kingdoms and those kings or kingdoms would be here at the time that Jesus Christ came back and set up his kingdom on earth. And it also tells us that the leader of this of this last beast is going to be the Antichrist or the little horn. Daniel chapter 7 breaks all that down and explains it. But when we go over to Revelation um, 13, we see that John's vision has all of these beasts or these nations gathered together now and it's a one world uh, government beast. These have all come together and out of that one world government beast is where we're going to get our Antichrist. And so we've got in there, we've got the seven heads, which represent the heads of those beasts. The lion, the bear, the four heads of the leopard, and then the fourth beast that was so um, strange to Daniel, he didn't even know how to explain it. But that was the head that had the ten horns. Those ten horns represent ten kings. That's why they have the the crowns on the horns. And the Antichrist rises up out of that fourth beast. Now that they're all joined together here in this one world beast, uh, like we talked about before, we know who gives that one world government its power, its seat, and great authority. And that would be the dragon, or like Revelation chapter 12 verse 9 tells us, Satan or the devil. So the devil, Satan himself, gives this one world government, this uh, union of all of these nations... He gives them the power, their seat, and their great authority. And then, we, we don't get into this there in that particular scripture you just read, but it says there um, that who is to make war with him. Who can make war with him because he's so powerful? But then the Bible tells us in uh, verse 5 through 7 that he makes uh, war against the saints and that this war lasts for 42 months. So it gives us the time period of the tribulation, which is 42 months or three and a half years, Time, times, and the dividing of time. It gives us all that information throughout the Bible, which, like I said, we're not going into it right now. I'm just kind of giving you an overview. Now, like you said, there are lessons about this in detail. These lessons are available on End of the Age Plus app. So you can go to watch.endtime.com if you want to go on your computer, that's fine. But also, um, on all the major app stores, um, iPhone, Android, whatever it may be, it is available to you on the End of the Age Plus app. So search End of the Age Plus or go to watch.endtime.com. There are thousands of hours of content available for totally free on the app or on the website there. There's also some stuff that is behind a subscriber wall, so it's only available to End of the Age Plus subscribers. However, you could literally spend weeks and weeks of nonstop watching uh, for all the free content that's there. So make sure you go download that today, uh, End of the Age Plus. Also, um, if you are interested in the Jerusalem Prophecy College, these lessons are explained in each course there. With Jerusalem Prophecy College, there are tests involved. So it's a little bit more for those of you that are interested in kind of uh, more of an education approach. You're going to have to take a test to see if you were retaining what you were watching or if you kind of checked out and was doing laundry or whatever it may be. <laughs> um, you know, you can go there, watch the videos, take a quiz. Um, We recommend that everyone goes through Jerusalem Prophecy College. The coursework is um, on demand, so you can do it whenever is best for you. And it is uh, very cost-effective. It's only $59 per course. So um, it's quite a program that can help 
develop you in your discipleship journey, and we highly recommend it. Uh, as far as we're concerned, of course, we're biased, but we believe this is true. It's one of the best prophecy um, um, discipleship programs you can go through. So that's endtime.com slash JPC for Jerusalem Prophecy College. Now, Doug, New World Order. Mm-hmm. That's a weird term. It is, and, and you know, like we said before, we understand what it's about. It's about one world government is what it's about. But the, but the term New World Order, it doesn't sound, to me, that doesn't sound near as bad as one world government. You know, it, it just doesn't. I get on uh, an American airplane, American Airlines plane, and right there on the door, it says one world, you know, and you kind of see they're like a global uh, system there. And I've always said that that's funny that we're in time and we travel on American Airlines all the time, I'm not trying to promote them or anything. But that was always right there by their door. It was interesting that we know all about that one world uh, and, and what their their plan is. But anyway... Uh, it's interesting because what we're going to do now is kind of look at the history of how this came to be. And, uh, you know, this is one of those things, Vince, that's an interesting uh, story. And it shows you that what's going on right now, folks, if you don't get anything else out of what we're talking about today, what's going on right now is their push to get this completely implemented, okay? And they've used the same type of... um, game plan to do this for a very, very long time. So we're going to kind of look at the history of it a little bit. But first, let's look at New World Order. Believe it or not, it's on the back of our dollar bill. Uh, and that's that term, New World Order, being on the back of the dollar bill, you may not recognize it because it doesn't say New World Order in English. It's actually lit, written in Latin. And so we got a picture of the back of the dollar bill. And there, most of you carry debit cards or what, credit cards <laughs> or whatever. Yes, yeah, some younger people might not know what the back of a dollar bill looks like. Uh, but there you've got, uh, down there, if you see the, the pyramid with the all-seeing eye there, which is another story we could talk about. But uh, if you look underneath there, you see the ribbon, and there is written Novus Ordo Seclorum. And so if you look closely there, you can see it in that picture. Well, uh, what that means is when you look at this, and this is on the back of your dollar bill. Remember, you can take this out right now if you've got a dollar in your wallet and look at it. But Novus is new. Ordo is order. And the word seclorum means secular or world. So new world order is right there on the back of our dollar bill. So it's interesting, uh, Vince, as you see that and just realize that this is something that's been established for a while. And when um, when Pastor Baxter actually was teaching this, he went back to see when this started. And it actually started uh, back in 1935. That's when that was put on our money. And believe it or not, it was a very popular president at the time who did this. President Franklin D. Roosevelt is the one that implemented that and had it Put there, Roosevelt had dreams of building this one-world government system, and he was the driving force behind the establishment of the United Nations. So, when he put New World Order on the dollar bill in 1935, he was already planning. It was already part of something in his mind ahead uh, to 1945, when the United Nations was actually being born. That sounds like a conspiracy theory. 
I know it does, right? It's like national treasure stuff coming to life. Yeah, well, I said we need to get the tinfoil hats out maybe today. But, yeah. <laughs> so this is this is documented, and it's in history. And so you can look it up, and you can see that. But that was that was what he was planning on. And, you know, Vince, when we talk about it, it does sound like a good idea. It sounds like something that, hey, if all the nations of the world come together, like the Scripture says, who can make war against the beast? Because... If we're all together, who are we going to fight against? If everybody's under one umbrella. So it kind of sounds like a good thing. Each we'll, other is what we do. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. I, anytime you put kids in a room together and tell them to play nice, yeah, you got trouble. So you think about the UN. but so, so the background for the term New World Order. Now, remembering New World Order is world government. And we're not dealing with any world government. We're dealing with the world government that's prophesied in um, the end time, in the times that we're living in right now. And the world government is where the Antichrist is going to rise up and he's going to rule from this one power, this one world power. And anybody that stands in his way, the Bible tells us, they're going to be smushed. So people say new world order is, is here already. World mm-hmm. government is here already. Right. But when you look at China, mm-hmm. they're functioning independently, it would seem. Yeah. Same with the United States, same with many countries. Yeah. So... How can we make that assertion? What what's there for us to go? Okay, here's this is what looks like. This is what world government looks like. Right. So we do have the UN right now, and that is a a type of world government. Uh, but Which you is look, the United Nations. United Nations. Yeah. Thank you for saying that. Well, just because there's some people that may not understand what yeah. I'm saying exactly. And but but what we have there is we have um, a ruling body, but there's veto power by certain states. And so those certain uh, countries that can have this veto power can keep what the U.N. really wants to do from being done. There's a lot of things. You know, we've talked about uh, how the last year that President Obama was in office, uh, he could have vetoed the bill that made, uh, you know, it's the Resolution 2334 that makes the settlements in Israel, um, those people living there are, are considered world war criminals because they're considered to be living in occupied territory. And that bill was passed because the United States did not veto it at that time. All the the votes up until that point in time in history, America had always stood up for Israel at that point. But that particular day, we did not. And that law actually passed or that resolution actually passed. And that's something that we we know will lead to the first steps of Armageddon. We have a, a DVD that explains all that, First Steps to Armageddon. It talks about that resolution 2334 and explains that in, in detail. But right now, that's why we don't have this most powerful one world government with the, the teeth of iron that can smash everything. So President Biden said New World Order is coming and seems to be for it. Does that make him evil? Um. Man, that's a good question. Better wait. Yeah. Got a break coming. All right, we'll be right back. Uh, Give us a call. The number to join us is 877-363-8463. Whether it's a global pandemic, threat of war, or floundering economies, end-time events are happening around the world every day. How can you have peace in a world of such great uncertainty? With the End Time Magazine subscription, you can gain a deeper understanding of current events and its prophesied repercussions. End Time Magazine's exclusive content and prophetic insight allows you to understand where we are in the end time. 
It will give you peace when horrific news and events happen. When you subscribe today to End Time Magazine for 12 months for just $19.99, you can have hope for the future because you will understand what the Bible says about the time we are living in. You'll get access to exclusive articles like the Prophesied American-Israeli Alliance, End Time Do's and Don'ts, and Could School Choice Save America? Subscribe for you or a friend right now. Go to endtime.com or call 1-800-END-TIME. That's 1-800-END-TIME. The symbols and prophecies within the book of Revelation have perplexed Christians and unbelievers around the world. In his final work, Revelation, the unveiling of Jesus Christ, part two, the late Irvin Baxter unlocks the mystery of the book of Revelation with in-depth analysis and commentary like you've never heard before. These comprehensive study tools, available for $299, will deepen your biblical understanding. Don't miss this special offer. Call 1-800-END-TIME. Or go to endtime.com. If your station only carries the first 30 minutes of End of the Age, go to endtime.com and click the watch button to continue today's broadcast. You can also finish up later by clicking the archive button. Welcome back to End of the Age. We have open lines at 877-END-TIME, 877-363-8463. We'd love for you to join us. Is President Joe Biden evil for wanting a new world order? That's the question. Uh, If you have a question about world government or a comment, we would love to chat with you today. Doug, is he evil or what? No, I I don't think that President Biden's evil, even though he's... He's pushing these things and he's implementing uh, you, these things. You said the wrong thing, I think. <laughs> no, I People don't. People are going to be upset with you for not. I, I mean, I don't think that he even understands what he's doing. So I don't I don't think that he is like evil when he's sitting there, you know, rubbing his hands together and excited because, man, here comes the new world order. That's Pelosi, um, right? She's that is Pelosi. That's true. I thought about that as I was doing that. She did that. But, <laughs> but no, I don't think he is. I think that he doesn't understand where this is leading. If you don't understand Bible prophecy, this sounds like a good thing, Vince. Uh, it does. And so the, the reason why we look at it as evil is because we know where the end game is and we know where it's leading to. And so all these things that they're doing, they may think in their mind that these are wonderful things and they're actually not. Um, you know, so so just a, a brief history of the U.N. Because when the U.N. was set up, I don't believe that it was set up to, to be evil. I don't think that... Uh, that Franklin D. Roosevelt thought that it was evil. I don't think, I think that he thought good things would come from this. Well, maybe good things for him or for the elites. Yeah. Which wouldn't that make it evil? Well, I mean, I, I don't know their mindset when they were planning all this, but yeah, I mean, to me, we know it's evil because we know in scripture what it says, but the people themselves who were involved in it, now, when we get down into this, we're going to understand that one of the guys involved in it that was very much involved in it, he was evil because he was actually a Russian spy. And so let's, let's get into that and get me out of trouble over here. Is he evil because he's a spy or because he's Russian? <laughs> what, would, what would the news want you to say? Um, yeah, well, to keep us from being censored, I'm just going to say he was a spy. That makes him evil. So, All right. All right. Um, before we get <laughs> too much further, I do want to remind you that our team comes together every single morning and we pray. Uh, we mention partners by name. Uh, we mention people who send prayer requests in, whether you are a partner or not. Um, and so I just wanted to remind you that if you have a prayer request, if you have something 
that you would like us to join with you in prayer about, um, send it in. Go to endtime.com slash contact. There's a form there that you can complete. Select prayer request for the subject. And when you do that, it'll get into our system and it will print out on our sheets. And every morning when our team comes together, uh, those prayer requests will be listed there. And we will specifically call out your name and your need. And again, like I said, we do mention our partners by name as well. So uh, I want to remind you that this show is totally free on the radio, uh, streaming live on the Internet, and uh, on television once a week. And so um, that all happens, and it's available for free because people like you partner with us financially. So if you'd like to partner and help make this show uh, continue to make this show free, go to endtime.com slash give. You can give one time or set it up to be a monthly giver, and that will go a uh, very long way in helping keep this show free and available to everyone around the world. So we're very thankful for you as our partners and you that uh, view us and pray for us every single day. Um, we certainly feel your prayers and we um, hope that you feel ours as well as we mention your name specifically. Now, I did want to say that um, one of the people that work on our production team, our audio engineer, uh, Jim, he um, you hear he actually was just on the uh, commercial explaining where to go to watch the archives. He just had back surgery yesterday, so I just want to specifically mention him, ask you to pray for Jim. He's on our End Time team here, has been with End Time for many decades, actually uh, split up um, a couple of times, actually. from when He was he was on End Time when we were back in uh, Richmond, and so then he ended up moving uh, down here later on and is on the team again. So just call Jim out in prayer as he's navigating recovery from back surgery. Also, pray for his wife as she's trying to take care of him. Mary Beth, she also works here. Um, yeah. Yeah, Doug. Endtime.com slash contact to submit your prayer requests. Let's get back into this New World Order stuff. Now that Absolutely. We, we don't have to talk about Joe Biden being evil or not. Okay. What else is there to say? Uh, well. <laughs> about, about New World Order. Yeah, the, the United Nations right now is that structure. Okay, it is what's being set up. It will be part of it for sure uh, when, when everything, you know, comes to the end there. But... Where did it come from? What's the origins of it are, you know, the questions that we need to, to answer. And so um, when we think about it, and we talked about this a little bit the other day, but this is kind of how it came about. So this is a little bit of the history. When the worst war of the world had ever known, World War I, took place, it was called the Great War, and 8.2 million people died. Prior to this, there had never been a war uh, with a million uh, fatalities in World War One, 8.2 million are dead, and the world said never again. We've got to find a way to establish structures uh, that will give us a global security, so that this will never happen again. That was the idea. That was the mindset behind it at the time: is to try to keep that many people from being killed. So they formed what was known at that time as the League of Nations. U.S. President Woodrow Wilson actually championed the idea, but many in our Congress said, wait a minute, we don't want to go there. We don't want this to happen. We don't believe in being part of a world government. We do not want to surrender our U.S. sovereignty. And therefore, they voted it down since Wilson could not carry his own government into the League of Nations. It quickly dismantled and fell apart. Now, notice that what I said that part of it was they did not want to lose their own sovereignty. Now you're beginning to hear more and more that we need to set our, our national sovereignty aside and become global-minded. 
you remember the other day we showed a clip of uh, Klaus Schwab and he was talking about the young global leaders and, and what they do in that school. And he said, students from here, we teach them not to think uh, about their nation or their sovereignty of their nation, but to think globally, you know, kind of get outside that box of you live in the United States. So it's America first. You need to think globally. And so that's what they want us to do. They want us to give that up. Uh, so after World War I and the League of Nations fell apart, then 20 years later, here comes World War II. And this time, uh, it's not 8.2 million dead. We've got 52 million dead. So can you, can you imagine that in 6,000 years uh, of human history, never one war with a million fatalities and we hit the enlightened time of the 20th century and we have World War II with 8.2 million and World War or World War One with 8.2 million and World War II with 52 million. And I mean, we're just what we're doing as we evolve, Vince, is we're uh, creating better ways to kill people. And, and sounds so, like it. And so those numbers are going to be going up. Right. So at the end of World War Two, the cry for world security was louder than it had ever been before. And Franklin D. Roosevelt believed uh, in it because he had already put in, in 1935, he put in that term that's on our dollar bill, uh, the New World Order. And and so he was primed and, and it was ready to go. And remember um, actually what happened uh, through, uh, though it was after World War II, Europe came together. So uh, we had the unification of Europe. Adolf Hitler was unleashed. He unleashed this terrible conflict upon Europe and on Stalin, Churchill, and Roosevelt. And Stalin, uh, being the head of the Soviet Union, Churchill, the head of Great Britain, Franklin D. Roosevelt, the president of the United States, they came together at Yalta, and the war was just about over to divide up Europe. Okay, so this they, they had to divide it up. That's where we get the Berlin Wall, everything that happened there. And at that particular time, Franklin D. Roosevelt was dying. And so he actually... Uh, had a, a man that was kind of his right-hand man. And uh, this guy was very bright. He was, uh, I would imagine, charismatic. Uh, he was able to talk to the diplomats of other countries, and he carried the bulk of the negotiation for Roosevelt because Roosevelt actually died 10 weeks after the end of World War II. And so uh, this guy's name was Algier Hiss. Vince, and that's who I was talking about earlier. That name sounds familiar. Yeah. <laughs> that's the guy who was accused of being a Soviet spy. and uh, Was it confirmed? Well, it, conf- it, it was, but later on it was after the statute of limitations have, had worn off. And so uh, he wasn't able to be tried on it. But he eventually uh, was tried for, I, I think, um, fraud or I can't remember exactly what he was what he was convicted of, but he ended up being convicted of something less charges less charges than being a spy. But the whole point of this is he was actually at the time of the negotiations he was working for two different teams. He appeared to be working for the United States, but he was actually a Russian spy. And so the the crazy thing about it, Vince, is that uh, Russia ended up getting a whole lot of uh, benefits from these talks and from the UN. And this is a vital uh, and key uh, understanding to how we know 
that the, the beast of Revelation 13 is going to be a communist or a socialistic beast and why we see why these things are beginning to happen. So um, anyway, they simply brought all these nations together and uh, instead of having a United States of America, we were going to have like a United Nations of the world. And uh, so at that time, whenever uh, he got all this figured out and, and planned up, well, people begin to wonder why the Soviet Union received so much at Yalta because, uh, you know, they had their guy working both sides of the, of the ball there. Um, but I do have in my notes, and I understand now, <laughs> he was actually in, pri- in prison for perjury. That's what they got ah, him on. There we go. He did not get uh, arrested for being a Russian spy. He actually uh, perjured himself during the trials, and so that's what happened. But this is how... Uh, this one world government got set up and uh, when he designed it, he designed it to be a global union of socialistic uh, of socialistic republics. And this was back in 1945. Uh, And later Hiss designed the entire UN charter to be a world communist government. The UN has never changed any of this either Vince. And, you know, we've, we've talked about when there's been tour groups where Pastor Baxter, Dave, and other members of the team have gone on the tour groups to the UN, and they'll ask them as they're getting the tour, well, what about Aljur Hiss? And the UN, even though it kept all of the the declarations and doctrines that make the UN what it is, they don't recognize Aljur Hiss as being any part of that. They they'll say, who's Aljur Hiss? Hmm. But we know from history, and I mean, this can be, you can look it up, you can search online, and you can find out all the information about it. But they don't even recognize that the, that the guy was part of setting up the U.N. So that's why the U.N. is set up the way it is. It's socialistic, it's communistic, and um, we, we actually go into it a lot more with a whole lot more information in our uh, understanding the end time, this is lesson two actually of understanding the end time. And so, uh, anybody that goes through the classes after we do a conference or anything like this, you'll learn this stuff in depth. We just don't have the time in an hour program on the radio to actually give you all the information. Well, it's also laid out in detail in New World Order is World Government, which is on um, End of the Age Plus as well. Yes. It also happened to be one of uh, the late Paul Crouch's favorite lessons that we did Hmm. Um, he got a copy of that and would play new world order is world government on tbn randomly seemed like every month or so (laughs) he thought everyone on tbn should be watching that lesson they should yeah they should because (laughs) it's really unbelievable when you start seeing who all is in favor of this and not just in favor of it but they're doing everything in their power to advance it and so it's really interesting what they're doing and what the Bible has to say about it. We'll get into more on the other side of the break. We do have open lines, so give us a call, 877 time. I've been part of the End Time family from the beginning over 30 years ago when my parents, Irvin and Judy Baxter, began ministry from the recliner in our living room. My name is Jana Robbins. I have the pleasure of connecting with our incredible partners every day. Endtime is a small nonprofit that runs a high traffic website, a daily TV and radio show, the Prophecy College in Jerusalem, and more. Although we have less than 30 team members, we are able to serve tens of millions of people each month. 
We survive on the goodness of God and donations averaging about $50. If everyone hearing this message gave $22, our financial needs would be met for the year. If you only give to one cause per month, please consider partnering with End Time to help get the message of our soon coming King out to the world. Call us at 1-800-END-TIME to give today or go to endtime.com to become a monthly or one-time partner. Welcome back to End of the Age. I'm Vince Stegall here with Doug Norvell. One more time, I want to remind you that Dave and Jana will be in College Station, Texas this weekend, Saturday, March 26th. At 6 p.m., Dave will be talking about the future according to Bible prophecy. It's a lesson, that, a lesson that you need to see. And then also Sunday morning, March 27 at 10 a.m., he'll be talking about breaking prophecy news. And at the end of that session, he actually does a Q&A session. So if you have a question that you want to ask him uh, right there in front of everybody, you are certainly welcome to do that. You know, some people come, Doug, you've seen them, where they think they've got a question that is just going to stump Dave or, you know, used to be Irvin. Mm -hmm. And so they ask it in front of everybody. And we, just like here on this show, when we have callers, we do our best to respond accordingly. And so nonetheless, whether you're one of those people or not, that's totally fine. You can still ask a question. We'd be glad for you to come out, meet Dave and Jana. Um, Like I've said before, there's not a VIP room where they hide from everyone and you don't get to see them except for when everyone's in the room and they walk out on the stage or platform and um, that's the only time you get to see them. No, we stick around. You can come up and ask us questions, have conversations with us. We love to meet you there at the conference. So make plans to come to College Station. Um, if you're dri- driving in, flying in, it doesn't matter. We would love to have you. Go to endtime.com slash events or call 800 endtime to uh, learn more about that conference. Now, we also go all over the United States as well. We're not just going to College Station. Also at endtime.com slash events, you can check and see when we'll be coming to a city near you. All right, Doug, New World Order, is it world government? Absolutely it is. And, you know, we we just talked about, Vince, how it was set up to be a communist or socialist. You know, first of all, just to let everybody know, Communism and socialism are the same thing, really. Uh, I know there's some people that may not agree with that, but but it is. <laughs> and and so we have a clue from the Bible that helps us to understand that this one world government we've been talking about is going to be a communist socialist gov- government. So, uh, Vince, do you want to read that portion of Revelation? That's a different chapter there it's not revelation 13 but revelation 17 started in verse 3 before i do i do want to remind you we will take your call 877 in time 877 we have a number of open lines so if you have ever wanted to be on the show now's your time if you call you will more than likely get in um so do that now all right doug revelation chapter 17 starting with verse 3 actually we'll only read verse 3 so he carried me away in the spirit into the wilderness, and I saw a woman sit upon a scarlet-colored beast, full of names of blasphemy, having seven heads and ten horns. Yeah, so we've got that same seven-headed, ten-horned beast from Revelation chapter 13, 1 and 2. But now we're told that it is a scarlet-colored beast. 
And we know from other studies that red is the color of communism. And we can clearly see that, you know, red Russia, red China, uh, both their flags are red. Uh, Red represents communism in the world. If you see a red flag with the uh, sickle and hammer on it, you know that that's communist Russia. And so uh, this beast is red, communist beast. It's going to have seven heads and ten horns, just like the same beast from Revelation 13, 1 and 2. So that's how we understand is we take, when we're doing prophecy, we're looking, really you need to do this with anything in the Bible. When you're looking at a subject in the Bible, is take every piece of scripture that you can get so you can put all the pieces together because it'll be a puzzle if you don't. And you know what it's like when you're putting a puzzle together. If you, you have one piece of the puzzle, you've got to look to where the other pieces fit that and, and put it in there. And then pretty soon you get the full picture of what's going on. It's the same way with Bible prophecy. And so the thing is, Vince, they've always used crisis and things like that you know, to take away powers from us, uh, freedoms from us, and implement the one world government. You can see they've used war, World War One, World War Two. We even saw 9-11. They did the same thing. Well, now look at where we are in the world. Okay, we've had a crisis. And so out of this crisis, they want to implement more things to take away our freedoms. We saw with, you know, uh, the the virus that came through. Well, they wanted you to go through these mandates. They wanted everybody to be vaccinated. They wanted you to wear masks. They wanted you to stay in six feet apart. There's always been things that have happened where they've pushed agendas. And now we're looking at this this war with Russia and the Ukraine. It's really interesting. Yeah, it's very interesting because ever since that's happened, they've been pushing talk about World War Three. This could go nuclear. We talked about it just the other day about how many, and the world governments were saying it. The EU said it. Secretary General of the UN said it. Both of those world government heads said this could go nuclear. Could turn into World War III and it could go nuclear very quick. So remember, <clears throat> death, numbers pushed us to get to a one world government system, which we now have, which is the UN. And when that Sixth Trumpet War happens, we're talking about one-third of mankind being killed. Think about how easy it will be to implement a one-world government at that point. Do whatever it takes. Yeah, absolutely. Everyone will be thinking. Yeah. We've got another video from Joe Biden that we want everybody to see. Yeah. Uh, I think after that video, we'll be getting to the calls, but we want to play that now. Yeah, let's go ahead and do that. All right. You know, we are at an inflection point, I believe, in the world economy. Not just the world economy, in the world. It occurs every three or four generations. As one of them, as the uh, one of the top military people said to me in a secure meeting the other day, 60, 60 million people died between 1900 and 1946, and uh, since then we established a liberal world order, and that hadn't happened in a long while. A lot of people died, but nowhere near the chaos. And now is a time when things are shifting. We're going to there's going to be a new world order out there. And we've got to lead it. And we've got to unite the rest of the free world in doing it. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. Thank you, President Biden. <laughs> the, the crazy thing is he says we've got to lead it. And, and there's a lot of people that believe that, that America is going to lead this whole one world government and get us to that point. We don't see that in Scripture, but that's what President Biden says right now. So. There you go. Yeah. 
All right, well, let's get to the phones now. Let's go to Alan in Florida. Alan, welcome to End of the Age. Hey, thanks for having me on, and uh, I really appreciate the time on the call. And I just want to um, bring something to your attention that you mentioned back a few shows ago about this new digital age and the coming world uh, adoption of cryptocurrency and central bank digital currencies and how actually how fast that that is actually happening. And this all ties into, I do believe, uh, the control of these um, nations coming together and the social scoring and things that are going to be involved with this new digital age, this new digital system. And um, I want to get your thoughts on that. And, um, you know, I would also suggest that people uh, look into pr protecting themselves as far as um, their investments and, and, and or their, their financial wealth and utilize this technology and um, kind of hedge against what the uh, evil is trying to do uh, with this technology. You know, we as Christians, we can utilize something for good that is meant for evil, like the Bible talks about, and I want to kind of get your perspective on that, and um, I would suggest that people look into some uh, currencies. I can't really mention them, but um, I would suggest you do your research, and uh, thank you, and I'll take my, um, my I, I'll go off air after this. Thank you for your time. All right. Thank you, Alan. Um, well, we know, you know, we talked about it the other day about um, some of the currencies out there, the cryptocurrencies and, and what you might be able to do with them. Um, I don't pretend to understand everything there is to know. Vince may even understand that a little bit more than I do because I know Vince does a lot of research on uh, that type of things. He's he's the money man here, so he might be able to answer that better. Oh, boy. Yeah, so, I, you know... Thanks for announcing that for all the world. Well, yeah, I mean, you're into that. Like Dave's world government, and you're more into money. understanding the money and <laughs> the market and all that stuff. You probably have a better understanding. I know that it, it can turn. If we go with if Biden. Dave, if Dave's world government and I'm the money guy, what are you, Doug? I, man, I'm just here trying to do whatever I can do to help you guys out. That's all I am. <laughs> go ahead, Vince. Take you're the, away. You're the Take shofar guy. There you go. I blow the shofar. <laughs> you're a lot more than that. Sorry to interrupt. Go ahead. I no, think. you go ahead because you, you could probably speak to that I'm, a little I'm better. I'm not going to speak about cryptocurrency. No? no? Okay. Well, we know that you know President Biden issued um, a bill the other day to have the um, – cryptocurrency investigated mm -hmm. and see you know what the benefits could be for the government to be able to to begin something like that well we know where that could lead i mean that could lead to the mark of the beast it could lead to uh, a potential um, system where they could set it up and they can cut you off from your money uh, just like trudeau did with the bank accounts there in canada with the truck drivers and that's the scary part of it but if there was any way that we could have something where we could uh, barter during the time of the Mark of the Beast, that would be fantastic. But I don't know if that's even possible if we could do anything like that. I hadn't studied it out enough. I should say I'm not going to talk about cryptocurrency as a you know, giving people investment advice. I'm not Right. I'm not going to do that. Um, you know, we're going to explain things through a lens of Bible prophecy. Yeah. We know that digital currency, um, digital, um, we know the Mark of the Beast is going to be digital. So it's like, 
I that is a really con- concerning connection to me right. personally, and and I'm not saying that the that cryptocurrency is the mark of the beast. I'm just saying. If we're going to talk about this, it's going to be through a lens of Bible prophecy. So I don't have anything to say. <laughs> All right. Well, very good. On air. <laughs> okay. Gotcha. All right. Well, we should probably move on to our next caller. All right. We don't have a lot of time left. So let's go to Sue in Missouri. Sue, welcome to End of the Age. Thank you. Uh, I was wondering about the Ten Horn European Union in Revelation 13. Is that the European Union? And I also was wondering about in Revelation 17 and 18, what is the great city? Okay, well, your first question, yes, we believe the ten horns are going to be what we call the revived Holy Roman Empire, which is the uh, European Union. Okay. So we believe that that's where the Antichrist will come up out of there, the European Union. But we, we know this because of uh, Daniel chapter 2, uh, where the statue is uh, that Nebuchadnezzar had the dream about. We've got the iron mingled with clay and the ten toes of the the feet of the statue are the same as the ten horns that Daniel describes in Daniel chapter 7 and the same horns that we see in Revelation chapter 13. So you're you're right on that. And then your second question again, could you ask that again? Revelations 18, what is that great city? Okay, well... The, the great city, in our opinion, from what we read in Scripture and, and the uh, clues that are given all throughout Revelation 17, we believe the great city to be Rome and the Vatican. It's kind of a, a double thing there because the, the city is actually a city and, and Rome is a city that sets on seven hills. Uh, and then there's other clues that show us that the, the Roman Catholic Church or the Vatican in Rome is going to be that uh, that religious system there. Uh, the Holy Roman Empire has always been ruled by a political figure and a religious figure, and we believe that's what this end-time one-world government will be. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. You're welcome. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us. You can access thousands of hours of content for free at endtime.com. Tomorrow's open line, so be sure to come back at 3 p.m. Central Time. This has been End of the Age, brought to you by the faithful partners of End Time Ministries. If you're not currently a partner with End Time Ministries, or if you would like more information, we invite you to call us at 1-800-END-TIME. That's 1-800-363-8463, or visit us online at endtime.com. 